just press the yeah, play yeah. button. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're full authentic in that we're using 1996 tech now. Yeah. I'm pulling like a Christopher Nolan type, you know. I'm pulling a, who is it? Not Ari Aster, who's the other one? The one who did stuff like The Lighthouse. Where he's like, I must use the kind of cameras uh, they had yeah. in Victorian England. That was pretty cool, actually. I mean, it was very cool. The Lighthouse is a mad film, though. It's also not what we're talking about today. It's not what we're talking about today. As always, we're talking about something rubbish. We're talking about goosebumps, and you may notice that we don't sound very good. <laughs> As in, quality-wise, we always don't sound very good. So. Yeah, we always sound like we're in crisis, but <laughs> also the audio quality of the episode is pretty low. Why is that, Mr... Whatever my boss title for you was. Why's that boss? <laughs> We've moved studios. Uh, we moved into a brand new space to record. It's a pretty professional deal. However, in the move, with a break, all of our equipment, <laughs> every single bit of it. <laughs> we thought in the new studio we were going to get new equipment with it. Turns out sort of scorched earth policy was not smart. Yeah, we thought we were going to get a new one, so I kissed the old microphone goodbye before <laughs> throwing it off a bridge. <laughs> See you later, bucko. <laughs> I also did the same thing with the coffee machine and the printer. Who's had a printer in the last ten years, really? Ours up until very recently. We didn't have a printer, did we? Have we had a printer this whole time? Yeah, Chuckle. So I thought we'd get a new one. <laughs> I thought we'd get a new printer. I think I thought we'd get a new fax machine. I haven't seen that guy today. I assume he, he got yoked also. Yeah, fax machine got yoked. I threw my beeper away as well. No, not your beeper. My beeper. You use that every day. It's beeping somewhere else now. <laughs> beeping, beeping upstairs mm. with a heavenly father. <laughs> Shut up. I'm paging God right now. <laughs> I bet there's a song from Page the 90s. God. Page and God, yeah. Rubbish. It felt the same as Dr. Mario. Oh, Dr. Mario. My favourite of Nintendo's properties. Is it? Yeah. You seem more of like a Waluigi kind of guy. Well, I don't have a favourite of Nintendo's properties. You don't. sad things you, have a, a favourite of. You love Waluigi. Let's not forget that. You love him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're here, we've got bad sound quality, but we are still ready to ready to talk about the episode. Do you, know, do you know how, sorry, I just want to, my brain, well, as you were speaking, edited that into, we're here, we're queer, we're ready to rumble. Also true. Yeah. We're mostly just here to talk about Goosebumps. Yeah. Sorry if you got caught in, entranced by the first episode, only to find part two is borderline inaudible. But here we are. What's our, what's our outset thoughts going in? What does that mean? Like, uh, just give me give me a couple words, a couple of feelings, a couple of emotions that sum up the roller coaster you just went on with. Uh, oh, with... from this episode, from the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From both. From the full picture now that we've seen right. the masked mutant, mm-hmm. or attack of the mutant, or whatever. whatever. Attack of the masked volume mutant. Volume 1 and Volume 2. However it's called. I was mostly bored. I don't like <laughs> comic books. I don't like superhero films that much. So there, there was a lot of work for that Goosebumps had to do to win me over, and it refused to do it. <laughs> also, then sabotaged anything good it had going on. I'm just, I'm just upset because I think I mentioned in the last episode that the kid actor they got to make play the main character is like decent, right? He's he's good, but he's been completely let down by every other member of the cast, writing team, and crew. 
See, I I don't agree. What do you mean you don't agree? I don't agree. I think I think this was a well cast, well shot, well acted. Uh, I don't production. believe you. I, don't, I refuse to believe. I you. I believe that everyone who who worked on it. Oh, Libby. Libby was rubbish. Libby was rubbish. Knew what kind of show they were in and acted exactly the part. Do you know what? Okay. Maybe I've been too harsh. I will allow both the writing and acting for Mum and Dad is quite funny. Yeah. Mum and Dad are old characters. I will not hear that you think that any of the the super comic book characters that we see are fine. And I will not hear that you think the CGI is fine. I think the Masked Mutant and Gazelle Man were both really good. You're lying. You're 100% lying. This can't... They were all so bad. They were all so bad. My problem with the Masked Mutant is twofold. Well, it's several oh, fold. Oh, no. But, like, I have a two-pronged big issue, I okay. think. So it's one issue with two prongs. Yeah. I see. My first issue is that, like, it's a no point clear what like, what his aims are, like... He's a supervillain. Yeah, okay, but, like, he hasn't threatened to do anything bad. Be evil. I don't... I'm not afraid of him. And also, my second prong... My second prong is that he appears to be spending all of his time cackling. That's all he does for the whole show. Because he's evil. But it's not even like, oh, ho, ho, I've just done something evil. It's like, I'm on screen and therefore I must cackle. It's menacing. It's not menacing. It's maniacal. It's like mocking the main character constantly, but it's unclear why. Because he's funny. The masked mutant is made amused and begins to laugh. As it's, it, For me, it was one of those things that like, once you've noticed, it happens constantly. You know those little things that's like, oh, I've noticed this now and now I realise it happens all the time and it's annoying me. Why does it happen so often? That to be fair, due to the microphone cock up, this is our this is our second run at recording this episode. Yeah. So like that second watch through, I'm very much starting to see a lot of the flaws, the the ravines in it, the <laughs> real issues that it had. Yeah. But I think it was a great bit of cinema, regardless. It's such a devil's advocate. Let's start at the very Excuse beginning. Me. I'm a knee-jerk contrarian, but I'm not <laughs> a devil's advocate. Okay. Uh, it starts off fairly strong, I think. The way they did the like recap of the last episode was was interesting. Well, because it recapped the bits that were not big in the first episode, but clearly which we needed to remember for this one, like Libby's existence, which I would have completely forgotten. Partly that, partly there was no last time on Goosebumps. It just went straight in. There was no explanation that a recap was what was happening. It just did a recap. <laughs> Like, it just showed some scenes from the last show without any kind of formal explanation. You know what this is reminding me of? What? I think we've talked about this in the podcast before, but that time that we watched the sequel to a film and didn't realise there was a sequel, and we spent, like, a good (laughs) ten minutes, twenty minutes even, being like, whoa, so much is happening in this film. I think... That was that was half our <laughs> latent racism. It was a Japanese film. I think that was. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a lot of why why we put up with it for so long. Because we've seen too much anime, and that kind of nonsense happens constantly. Oh, that wasn't even for me. I was just like, oh, um, this must just be how they do films in Japan. 
embarrassing. I was, I was, I was there, like, I had my what, film student cap on. I was like, damn, it's so, they're not holding a hand at all here. What, what is, what is happening? I'm just supposed to figure it out. This is, this is literature on the screen before me. It was just a recap. It was a recap of a whole other film, <laughs> in which presumably not an awful lot really happened. I don't know. We in got the... all the way from ancient times to <laughs> <laughs> we got from ancient Japan to modern America. I think. Yeah, it was a bit like that. So if you remember the end of last episode, which I didn't. Skipper, our boy Skipper, was uh, was about to get his his ass handed to him by the masked mutant. But we come back and it's a slightly different shot because instead of it being the masked mutant, it's now a cardboard cutout that he's afraid of, and it's being it's he's being. He's got held. two D vision. <laughs> Wow. wow. <laughs> it's Libby with the, with the cardboard Shaking cutout. Shaking like, cardboard cutout. Oh, surprise. Which is, which is a real, like, tonal shift for her. She was mm, freaking she was out. Freaking. And now she's just, like, having fun with it. I know, I know what comes later. But f- from his point of view, he's just, well, she's just found a cardboard cutout of a guy in his own home. Yeah. How many cardboard cutouts of you have you got here? None, but I'm not a internationally renowned supervillain. If I was, <laughs> I probably would have at least one or two. Okay. For Fine. marketing purposes. Fine, you've sold me. Why? The same reason we have the goose stump goose, like, as a, as a cardboard cutout in a storage warehouse. Not to mention the real goose we keep in the garden. Yeah, that's more like, that's for, that's internal. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's for us. That's, that's for not us. for you, audience. That's for, that's the goose stump garden. Like the Blue Peter Garden, but it's just for a goose. It's just it's just for the show. Oh, while we're talking about this kind of slightly racial stuff, have I been demoted? Because I I seem to recall on the Goosebump Facebook page, no, what are we? A little bit of a threat to demote me, and I wasn't sure if you were actually going through with it. Gemma, I drink. I drink a lot, and sometimes I then go on the on the internet and make <laughs> threats to co-workers that I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily mean. Okay. Cool. So I'm so I'm not. I don't remember. What did I say? Right, so I as I understand it, I am currently the deputy assistant merging presenter for Daft. In in this comment you threatened to make me the app and I'd just like to clarify that that's not the case. Wouldn't that be a promotion from junior to You phrased it like it was a demotion. You said I'm demoting you to AMP. <laughs> it's your words, not mine. I think I do have to make good on on that promise, I'm afraid. Right, so just to clarify, yeah. I've been demoted to a position higher than one. Is it? Absolutely. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Soon you'll be you'll be demoted right to the top of this company. <laughs> I can't wait. We have what's known as a uh, inverted pyramid structure. I see. The leader leads from the bottom upwards. Cool. Yes. Uh, it's kind of like uh, kind of like hell. It takes a lot of work to get to the bottom of the pyramid. Have to do a lot of sin. Anyway, Libby's scared him. Scary on Spooky. <laughs> and Skipper's like, well, I was messed up. We're in the stranger's house. Anyway, I found these pictures of myself <laughs> drawn on this, on this, you know, one of them, one of them tables that artists table have. Type, yeah. They're gone. They're mm. nowhere to be seen. Where are the pictures? I don't know. Don't he doesn't know. Never came up again. Libby never knew. So like, well, let's just get out of here, man. And he and he does. He just gets out of there. She finds a lift. Others been doing this, and, and they leave, and she ends the lift. Yeah, yeah. She actually she starts running down the road, and Skipper is distracted by a fly <laughs> or something, a raven woman. <laughs> 
what she said. I can't believe we're using the same overpass in two different Goosebumps stories in a row. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's part one and two of the same show. So okay. Okay. <laughs> the underpass I live under is the same underpass they use really? as the bus stop in this one. <laughs> together so maybe this season revolves around around this overpass <laughs> in Toronto anyone who's not seen that episode is just like <laughs> yeah a bit of housekeeping um, I don't think they should explain it I think they should have to go and listen not about that just okay. a, what, what my friend there was talking about was <laughs> was um, the fact that last week we asked where is the skyline? Oh, we did, yeah, yeah. It was Toronto. Yeah, cool. And subsequently I did find out that the overpass mm. used in this one is the bus stop. It's the same overpass that... They filmed on the same same day, didn't they? You know what? They probably just left the cameras there overnight. Because, like, Skipper is <laughs> at this bus stop, like, five times <laughs> over the course of the story at every time of day. <laughs> I like the implication that in Canada you can just leave expensive camera equipment out and about and they'll take it no, they just out put of it, the boot. They put it under a trough. <laughs> okay. They dress it up as a moose and then all the Canadians know to not give off. They worship it. Thing. Don't look at it because mooses are scary. Mooses. Yeah, are. they moose? Oh, well, I've are had the mooses meese argument so many yeah. times. I think on on the goose stump we have to say it's meese. Because meese... But I want to be I want to be accurate more than I want to be funny. You're doing a good job. So he gets home. He gets on the bus. Goes back to his home, and we cut to dinner time. It's dinner time at Skipper's house. And they're having spaghetti and meatballs. Like every fifties show. I assume kids show it's always spaghetti all the time. Yeah, I assume like spaghetti and meatballs is easy to just keep under. It's presumably the... easy to like. Um, Continuity check as well, because it's like three items and spaghetti's just a pile. You know, well, that's that's pretty smart. That's right. probably that's probably right. Skipper's not really into his food. He's had a bit of a, an ordeal today. Mm. So Mama and Papa are talking about the news of the day. Papa's talking about how comic books are bad. He heard it on the radio. So Mama looks to Skipper and goes, "My boy, my sweet darling boy, why do you not eat your your spaghetti?" And Skipper's like, "I'm just not hungry." I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. At which point? Papa <laughs> says the snarkiest <laughs> thing in the world. It's the most uncalled for thing in a kid's show. Gonna mark it on the calendar. <laughs> like, like such a such a snarky, underhand comment. Like, throughout my this, kid's fat. Yeah, throughout <laughs> this episode, there was weird sort of like fat phobic comments every now and then. Really like jarring in, in a kid's show. You don't often get that kind of... Yeah, was it, from from adults, a, like they're all from adults. The kids don't care. Such a sly jab yeah. by dad. Well, we know often you tired. aren't hungry, eh? Yeah. Eh? I feel like dad might not be in the fat phobia much longer. Dad's looking for the D. Dad's halfway out the door, and honestly, let's let's show him the 
the keyhole. Show him the keyhole. Show him the keyhole. That'll get him out faster. Don't let the keyhole hit you on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my opinions on, on that. Mum is also rubbish. Honestly, I think we should go and live with the rocks guy. I'm not sure the rocks guy would necessarily want. He loves the simple life. He does. He does just love. He doesn't want rocks that look rocks. like him hanging around. He doesn't want friends that talk to him hanging around. He no, doesn't he like science. Likes his simple rocks, and he'll do anything he he has to to provide a life for himself that involves rocks. Honestly, the rocks no is by far the best character in this, and we should have followed him. I think that's just because he's not in it very much. Yeah, you're probably right. If it was a story about the rocks boy, you'd be very confused by the end. We'd have some stupid plot twist. Because Goosebumps can't just have a good story. It has to ruin it. Oh, these weren't rocks. They were marbles all along. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these weren't rocks. They were all alien poop. And now he's radioactive. They were alien poop. And I'm an alien. (laughs) And I'm playing with my poop. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But it's not that. Instead, it's Dad making weird comments at dinner. And then something else happens. And we go to school. Yeah, Skip has started to see in, like... Oh, yeah. Pop art vision. And it's the worst. You get these effects now on on your phone or whatever, photographs, and they're just easy, really easy effects to do. And for some reason, the show, the TV show that went on actual TV, Goosebumps, couldn't afford one of the cheapest filters and easiest filters out there. That was, was like, 25 years ago. It was so bad. It was bad, but I also... Just, like, in a comic book show, it took me a second to realise that it was meant to be a comic book. Yeah, I filter. thought it turned into, like, a fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was weirdly He had colourful. a fly eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked more like that. <laughs> it yeah. would have made just as much sense as having the galloping gazelle be your, your superhero. So Skipper just excuses himself from the table, because he's uh, rude. Parents, I'm off to bed. Mum's just like, yeah, whatever. Who, who cares? I don't care. She's got her sex book to read. I've got to go read my sex book in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> she does have, have it with her at all times, which is maybe... Excuse me, Skipper. I must go to the kitchen and read my sex book. <laughs> Gets to later. And, and Dad's like, oh, Skip. Oh, Skippy boy. I have some mail for you. Mm. And he comes in and Skip looks like shit. He's sweating, he's unwell. But he's still sat at his desk, which is a very unwell but in denial move. Like he's he's sat trying to do stuff, but like he's pale, he's sweating. And and brilliantly acted. All of this. I'm fine, Dad. I'm I'm fine. But it's clear he's not fine. Don't too don't do too much of that algebra now. Like I'm glad you're not into the comic books anymore because they were giving you brain damage. But also, don't do too much algebra. Dad's living in his own world. He's in denial. Got no idea. He can't think outside his own head. And then, he comes out with, you know what will make you happy? This comic book you got in the mail. If I was if I was Skipper, I'd be, I'd be very sus. I'd be like, is this a test? <laughs> You've been spending days and weeks and months and presumably years telling me how bad comic books are going to be for my, for my mind, for my development. For my well-being, mm-hmm. and now you offer me, you bring to he, me here a yeah. comic book. Okay, but he's a nineteen fifties dad, right? The whole stereotype is that they'll just abandon whatever, do whatever's easiest to just get the kid off their back. Stop being a problem. Be happy. Here, have have the 
sticky things, hair humps, whatever, bundles, hair humps, whatever. You know? Take $10 and go and see a movie or something. Exactly. Yeah, that's the approach that kind of has to this. Gives mm-hmm. them a comic book and skips all the shit you're doing. I was expecting a comic book, but I guess one's here now. This family gets so much mail. Yeah, they, they get they get both a morning and an evening mail going on. <laughs> and every time, the like, it's a full handful as well of, like, packages. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a point, actually. <laughs> I get three letters four times a day. <laughs> I'm a popular man. I guess it's, like, back in the times of, like, subscription deliveries. The first time around. Or so maybe they have a PO box or just visit it three times a day to pick up mail. <laughs> Who's sending this random family enough mail that they need a PO box? They've got a lot of a lot of well wishes. I see. Got a lot of fans. Everyone feels bad for the mum. Mum, mum writes erotica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Excuse me, son. I have to go to the kitchen and read my sex books, but it's for work. <laughs> you see, it is my profession, a writer of erotica. And that way I'm much like, I'm much like Saddam Hussein. I know you want to talk about that. What are you talking about? Shall get into it. Is this the Saddam Hussein computer they found him writing My Little Pony erotica or something? What? Um, I'm, I'm under a pen name, um, Stan Hussein wrote an erotic novel. Why? Well, Is it any good? Anything. I've not read it. Oh. I've not read like Saddam Hussein's romance novel. That sounds like the kind of thing you'd have read. Well, there's only so many hours in the day. And I can't imagine it's any good. Well, we have to find out. Goosethump Book Club this week is going to find... <laughs> not once has any audience member done Hussein's... one of these things that we've asked them to. You really think they're going to Write me with... a book report. <laughs> oh, Saddam Hussein's <laughs> yeah. porn. Yeah, you know what? You didn't do the sponge thing. <laughs> you didn't answer our questions. You've never answered our questions. <laughs> Seven months ago, I asked you what the green and purple jam thing was yeah, in our first episode. No answer. Not a, an answer. So really, really, I do expect a book report. <laughs> do homework for this hobby. Yeah, I really... I know this is easy listening and all, but like, um, <laughs> I'll be very disappointed if nobody reads Saddam Hussein's <laughs> romance novel and writes me a uh, 500 words. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think 500 words is fair <laughs> for a book report. Depends how long the book is. And I'll send you a personal pizza from Pizza What if someone actually does this now? I'll send them a personal pizza from Pizza Hut. Will you? You won't send me a personal pizza from Pizza Hut. He's never written me a book before. That's why you got demoted. I'll write you a book report. My assistant. Not a Rather, my junior assistant. I had to fire somebody to demote you so you can move into their position. <laughs> Who did you fire? I wish I still had a job! <laughs> <laughs> I really do! <laughs> I was fired to make a point. Because <laughs> my boss got drunk and shouted at his co-workers on Facebook. <laughs> and he decided to make good on all of those threats. So now I have to go and live under an underpass. <laughs> Overpass. Who doesn't matter to me? 
What? Where are we in the episode? We've got nowhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, we've seen in um, like the comic new comic book. book shows you've got up. the new comic book showed up. Uh, and he starts reading that. Oh, it's like the Mars Mutant's new foe. That drawing of me. Yeah, it recounts basically what he'd done that day. Like, yeah. there's like a stranger walking through. Oh, it's me walking through the Mars Mutant's lab. There was one bit I liked about this scene actually. At the end, um, the gazelle thing, superhero, whatever, is like, where is the boy to come save me? Where is he? <laughs> Skipper to himself is like, I'm here! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Skipper, you're always here. You can't say to yourself that you're anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Skipper, you need a lesson about frames of reference here, pal. <laughs> You will never astrally project out of your body and see that you are somewhere else. Because <laughs> even then your consciousness is floating with you. Don't yeah. forget it. Skip. Yeah, I, I like the way he actually plays Skipper. Acted this scene yeah. out. I was like, this is insane. <laughs> I truly believed he was incredulous yes. as to what was Honestly, big props to the actor who played Skipper. We've not bothered to look up your name, but you were great. Skip. No, his name isn't Skip, is it? If you're probably on, like Matthew he's probably like a TikTok star or something now. We like you. Good job. Hope you're doing okay. Maybe it's a lifestyle. How long I ago mean, like, was this? It, it came it's about like 25 years ago. years ago. So that dude's like... Oh, he's like an adult. He's not even a TikTok star. Probably his late 30s or early 40s. Not now. Well, he's 12 in the show. If you've, um, if you've maybe read Saddam Hussein's romance novel, are you talking directly to Skipper right now? If perhaps you've read it, then, you know, maybe maybe write a little book report and maybe send it to goosethumpergmail.com. I, look, I think that guy's done enough. <laughs> He's already excused. Maybe. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to rinse out as much content out of this actor as possible. Oh, okay, but I think... I won't even pay you an exposure. I'll pay you in... <laughs> Deep pan personal pizza from Pizza Hut. From the Hut. Look, buddy. You boss, can't beat the Hut. I think this guy already carried the entire weight of two Goosebumps episodes on his back alone. And for that, we must be grateful. Because can you imagine if he wasn't in that? How boring. We've watched these three. T- well, yeah, three. We've watched these now because we watched Attack of the Claws. We did, we did watch Ugh, three lots of two episodes. It's an hour of Goosebumps. That would have been oh so so much worse if he wasn't in it. Yeah, because it wouldn't have made any sense because he was a protagonist. Anyway, <laughs> he's like I'm here. Unconnected, nothing happening. And it already is that. It's dreamlike. Anyway, he's like I'm in the comic book, and he goes and tells his rocks friend at school, and his rocks friend at school is is very profound about rocks, and he's like. I like rocks because nothing unexpected ever happens. Yeah, I've, I've read this as a subtle dig as well. Like That sounds crazy, man. I mean, I like rocks because they don't bother me. I like rocks because they don't talk to me. And I like rocks because they just do what I tell them to do. Yeah. Unlike friends. Like, you skip. Yes, I mean, I don't know that he means it like that because I can't help but think that he's a, at heart incredibly good-natured person. But maybe it should he should mean it like that. He's also like a very young Larry David. Larry David, if you're watching, listening, do you still like rocks? Do you like perhaps if you're gonna romance say novels? Revenue. Could I suggest to you the one penned by 
stand aside. And if you do find yourself reading it, maybe you tip tap out 500 words. Or Over just like 100. 500. Minimum. Plus minus 10. We don't so. get any because we make the tasks too hard. Or do we not get any so I make them hard so it seems justifiable that we don't get any? <laughs> I think people just don't want to interact with us. I can't blame them. It's only bots listening. <laughs> we have so many Russian listeners. Who are these guys? I don't remember what happens next. He he takes the advice of the comic book. He's like, he he actually reads it. And he's like, Gazelle Man needs me to go and save him. Hmm. Maybe I should go and save Gazelle Man. And it's like night time, so he's just yeah, this is bus trip number five. If you've got a spooky book that was like, hey, you need to come save someone's life, would you go? Um, depends where they were. They're like a reasonably long, but not unreasonably long. If if it's under ninety minutes from, I'm gonna say it's like a forty-five minute bus ride away. Yeah, of course. In the middle of the night, you're going on the command of a spooky book. Absolutely. I'm gonna let somebody know where I'm going and what I'm up to. This is where you're a main character. I wouldn't just walk out of the house like Skipper seems to be able to. Yeah, his his parents parents just don't care that he's out and about as a child. Okay, having fun, Skip. It's (laughs) 2am. See you later. Bus driver's real weird at him. For no reason. Well, not for no reason. For no reason. There was no point of the show taking a good minute or two out of our lives to be like, oh, this bus driver doesn't like comic books either. No, I didn't get it until the second watch through. The cut's very deceptive, but I think what's happening is the bus driver is like, hey kid, comic books are terrible, and you're terrible, and I don't like you. Um, then Skipper's like, okay, I'm gonna go and be safe over here in this in this car park at 2am. And then we cut to him like getting off the bus, then cut back to the bus, and the masked mutant is in the bus going, Wahahaha. And I think it's a, the implication is that the bus driver was the masked mutant. Yeah, 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 I got that as well. But yeah, so like, point, of course yeah. he was being mean to him because he's evil. Because that's what the bad guy would do, would taunt the good guy. By saying comic books are lame when he is himself a comic book detective. Yeah. He's just a very weak villain. He's a little bit rubbish. <laughs> what gets me is like after he's done this, like ah, I was a bus driver all along. The bus drives off, like, <laughs> like the mass mutant is now going to finish the route. Like, oh, I mean, it was fun to pretend to be a bus driver, but I do need to actually uh, <laughs> do my job now. Maybe he's got the real bus driver tied up in the back. And let him go. The bus driver's like, "Well, back to work." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad that's well, over. Either way, you're not going to just stay still, are you? You drive back to the, the depot. I'd call the depot. <laughs> and say, I was I've just... been kidnapped <laughs> by the masked <laughs> mutants. I, I was kidnapped by a comic book character who then stole my identity and was mean to a kid. Before <laughs> yeah. <just> <laughs> Can you imagine if you, were, if you were kidnapped by the masked mutant? And he just wanted to steal her identity so he could fuck with some kid. <laughs> As a bus driver, you'd probably be into it. Bus drivers are mean. They all work for the last mutant. Those are huge claims to make about uh, an entire, I've known, entire group of people. I've known three mass bus drivers. Remember that one bus driver in yes. Guildford? Yes, I do. <laughs> what, a, what a fellow. 
We have two notable <laughs> bus drivers in Guildford. I, I like because... I forgot about the fourth most bus driver I've met. <laughs> Probably beef out all of, the, all of the instances of his name, really. Yeah, definitely. You should pull him one out yourself. There's a bus driver in, in Guildford who drives a, sort of like a lot of the student shuttles. I, I first knew him as the... the... go to space. <laughs> <laughs> as, the, as the bus driver who will blare out Disney tunes at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, you, if you got on about 8.30 in the morning, there was like five people on the bus, and he was blasting out the Mulan tunes. If I'd known that for even a little bit, I'd have actually made it on time to those lectures. <laughs> I wrote a video, a bus video, that I was asked to write by the university of my group of video pals about how to use a bus, right? And yeah, you did. That, and it got picked up by various news outlets in the UK. You did, you did, you have had a hatchet job written about you by the day. Well, you? no, because my name was actually well on it in the end. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I was probably on as a writing, but I was not presenting it, luckily. Yeah, um, you, did, you didn't get the Chipper Joe treatment. I didn't get that treatment. That was a Joe Wilcock who was actually on the show. Yeah, you guys have met Chipper Joe. Chipper Joe Wilcock, who's uh, He's who got made fun of. Yeah. By, by the <laughs> son of the publicly <laughs> by the UK tabloids. <laughs> <laughs> because of a bus video that uh, was made by, by not the Goose Lump. Family. By not the Goose Lump, but our previous endeavours. A bus driver. The bus driver. Our favourite bus driver. Bus, yeah. The Mulan. Mulan. Mulan bus driver. Was in that. But also talking to him because he was he was a sli- he was a Swiss bloke. The way he put together the story of his life. Oh, it was the same guy. Oh, I thought this was a different guy. Made it made it really sound like he was a successful brain surgeon, neurosurgeon yeah. who got divorced from his wife. So like like three things happened in in his life. Yeah, he became a successful neurosurgeon. He got divorced from his wife. He moved to. Guildford to become a bus driver from a different country. From a different country, and he he put the story together such that those had a causal relationship. <laughs> I was a neurosurgeon, therefore I got divorced, yeah. and after the divorce, as a requirement of the divorce, I had to move to Guildford <laughs> and become a bus driver. Yeah, <laughs> it was a real rough rough settlement. He was a lovely, lovely bloke. How the hell did we get here? I think I forget you got publicly shamed. I didn't get publicly shamed. Chipper Joe got publicly shamed. Okay, Chipper Joe got publicly shamed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was your fault. <laughs> it was my video. fault writing it, yeah. <laughs> Bus drivers. Bring it back to I did place. actually present the follow-up, though. I completely forgot about that. You did. And... I mean, that one didn't get... That one didn't get public That shame. one didn't get hundreds of thousands of people watching mm. it and thousands of pensioners being very upset. God, do you remember the comment section of the Daily Mail? I never actually read the comment section of the Daily Mail. Oh, it was... Was it wild? Disgraceful. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that with my one. That would have called me fat. And I wouldn't have liked it. Amazingly, you got away with it because you wrote and conceived of the video. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't conceive of... I just wrote it. I was told. I was to only it. following orders. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I'm doing now here at the Goose Club. Can't believe you had to come and work for me because you got divorced from your Swiss wife. <laughs> so he gets off the bus and he knows what he must do. He must go to the headquarters, back to the lair. 
through the rubbish CGI doors, yeah. rubbish CGI corridor, rubbish CGI lift. Yeah, they have the same <laughs> the same bit Pretty where he kind of like uh, just lifts his stamps his feet in front of the green screen. I hated it. Pretty great. And he goes downstairs and finds Gazelle Man tied up. The galloping gazelle. The I galloping gazelle. About this bit. So dumb. Right, here's here's the last bit of housekeeping. At the beginning of last episode, there was a a voice reading out the comic book yeah. that started us off. And I referred to that as an Adam West type. No. <laughs> no, it was Adam West. And he's back as the galloping gazelle. For some reason. It's Batman is here. Except really... he's the gazelle man. Which is stupid in itself, but I also, I really hope that the kid who was in this was into Batman. Because what if he was just some old dude and everyone, because presumably all of the like, showrunners were slightly wetting themselves by having Adam West around. Yeah. What if there's a kid? <laughs> you reckon yeah. Skipper was really confused as to who this man was? Yeah, where are you? What day was he? Like 68 or something when this was filmed? Yeah, about that. He was like, nearly 70 probably by that point. So... I'm just saying, is a 12-year-old going to care? I hope so. I hope so, too. It's just, um... Some payment for being in this god-awful episode. Yeah, this is... This is the only, like, big get Goosebumps has as a TV and show. excuse you, we've had Brian. Brian Gosling went <laughs> on to be very famous, yeah. but wasn't at the time. Adam West had already hit the peak of his career by the time... He was on the way down. <laughs> ...ebbed and flowed, I think, for us. But, like, this, this is the only star that ever showed up on Goosebumps. And it's, it is. It's, it's Adam West. Being Adam West. And it's so rubbish. great to see. It's so classic to appear though. Like, all of the actions and movements are so cringe to me. Oh yeah, I mean, it was him doing it. Like, yeah. originally. I'm sure as if you were a classic superhero films fan, that would be like a big excite. But I just didn't like it. That's, but I'm pleased it was someone, because I hoped that the kid had a good time. I'm imagining they all had a great time, because he's on, on top form. Adam West just spends the whole five minutes that he's in the show being rude to the main character for no reason. Yeah. He also says weird fat jokes, and he's like, slave, cut my hair at some point. Wait, why, how does it take his well, time no, to he get doesn't, here? He doesn't, he doesn't tell anyone to cut his hair. It's the weirdest joke I've seen in a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> in order, up to the hair joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to rattle through yeah, about yeah. three minutes of content yeah, here. quick, go. Skipper shows up, finds Gazelle Man tied up, starts untying him. Gazelle Man's like, oh, you must have been sent by the League of Good Guys to sort me out. And Skipper's like, no, I'm just some kid. Gazelle Man's like, fine, let's go and beat the bad guy, I guess. <laughs> Let's get up the stairs and he does like his jumps and acrobatics. He does, yeah, sci-fi spinning nonsense. Skipper runs up the stairs. Fat jokes are made. They wander into a like control room. Yeah. It's all way overdone and all like garish colours. <laughs> it looks like um like a kids' play area, like a play zone. It does. It lo- we're in the back of a McDonald's. So <laughs> they wander around and start talking about the mask mute and they're like Oh, we'll just wait here and like surprise him. Mm-hmm. So Gazelle Man sits in the command chair and says, Take a little off the top, like he sat down in a barber's chair. Yeah. He's not it's not directed at anyone. It's He's also just like, a joke. Avoid the horns. 
Are the horns part of the costume, or is he a gazelle? I think they're part of his head. Yeah, I think, I think he has part of horns. His head as well. How did he get lycra over them, or twisted? I, I assume he kind of like the plastic was moulded around his face, or perhaps the mask is in like three parts and like clips. <laughs> Either side of each. God, I hate it. Each horn. So also, a gazelle is the worst. We talked about this, I think, last episode. It's not a good animal to be a superhero of. It's a weird choice. It's completely out of nowhere. Why did they pick that? Feels odd. Is that an R.L. Stein choice or is that a Goosebumps choice? I didn't look it up. Well, it's bad. Whoever did it, I'm calling you out. It's bad. They're sitting around. Uh-huh. And uh, the control chair turns into the masked mutant. And Rubbish. he's got, and he's like a part snake, ooh, snake time. And the galloping gazelle's like, whoa, well, there's so a snake in my face. Oh. Is that from, that's from Toy Story? I I don't know if that was just like a... He said it like it was a bit. A westism, you know, just be like saying dramatically something that was literally true. <laughs> or if he was riffing off of oh. Toy Story, which Would came out like that year, probably. It was also weird, because up until this point, we didn't know that that was the Master Mutant's powers. Or I didn't. I hadn't paid enough attention. I wasn't sure. I didn't know he could turn into stuff, right? He's just get, basically playing a whole game of pop punk by himself constantly. And, and it looked rubbish. I think the confusion for me was that they're using the word mutant in a non-standard way. Yes. For, what they mean is super. mutator. Yeah, and even, even that one, if you hear, like, he's mutated... I think the implication when it's a superhero is that they are done with the process yeah. of mutating from human into thing. Yeah. Whilst he, in the literal sense of the words, can turn from one thing into another thing. When we found out that initially, I was like, oh, this is like masked thing. It's his disguises. He's marking himself as an object. No. But it's not. It's the, yeah. It's like a synonym that is the most tangential to what he's actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. They've right-clicked on Thesaurus on Word, and they've picked one that started with an M. Yeah, what he's doing is shape-shifting. Yes. I don't think they've thought about this anywhere near as much as we have now. I don't think as much time was put into them making this decision in the first place than we have spent talking about it. I'm disappointed, but not surprised. So the Masked Mutant show up, and Adam West starts uh, spinning around all the circles. It's, just... it's like, what, kid? You can't do this? Lame. Oh, honestly, this bit's great. He starts spinning, and they put like a, an effect on the camera. It's like radial blur. <laughs> and we keep... We keep... <laughs> you just like radial blur. This is all biased. We keep, we keep cutting from Adam West, like, with the blur going on, like, <laughs> just moving around in little circles <laughs> to, like... The Masked Mutant and Skipper just like watching him, <laughs> like stationary. <laughs> and the Masked Mutant and Skipper's not like having a conversation whilst Adam West is just walking around in small circles furiously. <laughs> the Galloping Gazelle falls over, makes his excuses, and leaves. It's like I'm too old for their spy, which I think was an Adam West yeah. truth. My cameo's over mm. later. <laughs> I will not be coming back. The Masked Mutant's like, another win for the League of Scared Guys. Because because they're the League of Good Guys. All the while, obviously, the Masked Mutant is pulling some pretty fantastic poses. 
<laughs> they are trademarked moves. <laughs> Honestly, that is, it's like somebody it's like somebody went back from twenty eighteen to nineteen ninety five and described what a dab was without doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is what it's like. <laughs> And he's just like trying out all of the various versions he's just, of what like, that could be. Standing powerfully. He's got his his legs make a rectangle with the floor. You know? <laughs> and his arms are, are, are doing kind of a Usain Bolt points thing yeah. constantly. <laughs> Apart from when he's being really evil, they're both fists coming kind of beside his cheeks. <laughs> so stupid. I hate it. I have to go and do some evil now. Mm. Also, sorry, while you mentioned his fists by his face thing, have you seen, because every time we saw him, this is what happened in my head, you know, he kind of looks like a blue Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Have you seen the thing where someone took apart Batman doll and it's like <laughs> sunken? Yeah. <laughs> That's every time I was like, that, like his whole head is made of plastic and I could take it. Was, yeah. <laughs> I bet you're sunken under there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's all. That is all I have to say on the mask meeting. So Skipper's trying to get out. He's like knocking on the on the door they came in for in for. Came in through. Also this had a picture of the mask mutant's face on it. Was it like I feel like it was like the lock, like it was sunken in and the mask mutant just sticks his face in the door to open it. I dunno, because like it's got a picture of the mask mutant, but the mask mutant's teeth in this are like scary guy teeth, like they're pointy sharp teeth, whilst the Masked Mutant's just a regular guy <laughs> who doesn't have like shark teeth like, <laughs> like his his image his I think it was sunken into the door because I think Will Skipper keep, kept trying to reach up there every time he knocked to put, to his, put face his face in, in to open the door but he, he couldn't reach because he's too small never would have worked because his face is different than the Masked Mutant's face mm. The door opens anyway, and uh, our good friend Libby just walks in like, Hey, Skip, how's it going? I was calling to you. Um, you didn't hear me, you coward. How's it going? And he's like, yo, watch out, the Masked Mutant's in here somewhere. The Masked Mutant could be anyone, anywhere, could be anything. Libby's like, yeah, you're right, could even be... This guy. Me. Dun, dun, and it is me, and Libby turns into a mask mutant and was always a mask mutant. Yeah, oh, there was no Libby. Uh-huh. You almost had me as a love interest. I, a grown man, almost seduced a 12 year old boy. Oh, I mean, that's pretty evil. That's pretty spooky, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's, that's a villain move. That's the most villainous thing he did. He then goes on to explain why. Why, why Libby carried on the friendship, and he's like, I knew as soon as I met you on the bus that it was... Uh, yeah, which means... Which means he, he was, was already hanging out on the bus as a little girl. He thought, I'm going to be a, a little girl on a bus. <laughs> and then so happened to meet his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a big like forerunner for, for like adults grooming teenagers on the internet. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had to transmogrify into a <laughs> child... <laughs> in order to trick to pre-teens. Crazy that kids About are six so foot. kids are so short. Honestly, I don't know what age kids are meant to be what height. For for boys, when you're three years old, that's about half your height. Three? No, no. The three-year-olds are way smaller than that. 
I'd say three year olds are like like a quarter of their adult life. You re- you reckon <laughs> so so if a man grows up to be six feet tall How tall are you? You reckon at three they're eighteen inches tall. <laughs> How tall are you? I'm six one. Okay. And then so you'd be up to like your knee now. <laughs> you reckon I was a little taller than a ruler. <laughs> I don't know anything about children. How no, big was, are they meant to get? I was, I was about three feet ish tall and like three. Show me three feet on you. It's about, about high. Stand up. What do you mean stand up? <laughs> we're, we're recording a podcast. I'm holding my leg out like a cat. <laughs> and, and saying, look, this is this is my height. You don't need it. Use your power of spatial reasoning to take this diagonal way and make it standing up like That's horizontal for a start, but I don't have any spatial reasoning. Help me. <laughs> I th- but that leg seems too tall for a three-year-old. Way too tall. Where were we? I don't even know. Lily. Lily, Lily is... L- her name's Libby. Libby. Libby's not real. Libby's not real, that's it, yeah. Libby Libby was an old man pretending <laughs> to be a kid to attract his biggest fan. <laughs> and then they just have a fight, don't they? They run around being like, oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, no, the, the Masked Mutant starts lamenting at Skipper. It gives away that he knows he's a comic book character. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so hard to get good stories when you're when you're me. So who are you? Who are you, kid? Give me some stories. You're my biggest fan. And Skipper like manages to run away a little bit. And the last minute is like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm just gonna murder you straight up. <laughs> and he's like, you can't kill me. I'm a real boy, and you're a comic book character. And the mouse mutant pulls a. You're you're not real. (laughs) (laughs) No, remember when you came in? Um, you shone a light on you when you first walked in here, which I assume they cut out. I don't remember that. Didn't actually happen in the first episode at all. No. Maybe it's a book hangover that we sometimes get. It scanned you and it replaced all of you with ink, ink dots. You're all ink. You're a comic book character now. Not only has this happened, but that means you could kill me now because I'm made of ink. That is a bummer. But do you know what else is good about ink? What? You just say whatever you want and it's true. Because okay. that's the rest of the plot, isn't it? It's like I'm a char- comic book character. Uh, yes and whatever. Um, I have magic powers. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does basically do that. <laughs> but not initially. No, sorry, First he, he gets he gets called back into the control room. He's like, oh no. And the last mutant's like, Oh, you're going to get it now, bucko. I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, presses a button. And this anchor starts falling from the ceiling. Couldn't tell you what it is. It's a big yellow hammerish looking thing. I'll Maybe ma- it's a hook. Look, I'll, ma- I'll make it the like cover photo for this episode. It's going to look real okay. weird for <laughs> yeah, anyone who doesn't confusing. listen to it. But like, take a look at it, because this thing starts slowly winching down from the ceiling as the Master Mutant's like, oh, you can't stop it! And we as the audience are I like, have no idea what, it is. What, is, yeah. what are we looking at here? Is this going to damage us? Is this going to not... Because it's not like a heavy weight about to be dropped on him, it's like... It looks a... like it's made of cardboard. Yeah. But even if it was, like, made of metal, the shape of the thing is, like, blunt anchor. Yes. I don't know. It's I've not. It's not clear to me. And it drops all the way down to, like, chest height, 
slow, right? <laughs> and and mutant faces patterned me like, oh, my baby's like, gonna get you. Oh, look at your fate. What's gonna happen here? Yeah. The motions he makes suggest to me that he's gonna try and like rip him apart, snap Skipper over it like he was like tapping yeah, on a tapping pole. Okay, yeah. But I, I don't sense. know. That doesn't make sense with what comes next. The gesticulations he makes are unclear because of who he is. Yeah. And then Thingy, Skipper, is like, yeah, he's like, no, <laughs> um, you can't snap me in half. I'm made of stretchy things. I'm Elastic Boy. It's me, the Elastic Boy. And we have to deal with that now. And Thingy's like, oh, that curses. I knew you were someone, someone who was magic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. me. Um, and then there's more fighting. There's that no there's no fighting. No no with yeah. words. They're yeah, just like you're mean. No, things. you're lame. Oh, oh I'm gonna get you. And last week it's Ooh, like how can't. would I destroy an elastic boy? You can't. I only have one kryptonite, one one flaw in my design. And what would that be? I can't tell. And he's like, Oh sulfuric acid for some reason. Why yeah. would you pick something that is gonna actually damage him? I'd have been like my he my doesn't. I'd be like my thing, my a thing that I that will kill me is Tamiflos or whatever, something that he can't actually use to kill me. Because if he went and sourced some of this stuff, ouch! In- but instead, he doesn't source it. He, doesn't. he becomes bisulfuric acid. He's like, ha ha ha! Got you now. But then Skipper whips out his trump card, which is you, Master Mutant, and you didn't know this about yourself. I guess. Mm. Can only turn into other solid things. If you turn into a liquid, you die. Ah, oh, I forgot. That one thing that kills me. It's like How embarrassing. It's like if Dorothy just convinced Wicked Witch of the West to like drink a glass of water. It's exactly like that, yeah. It's like <laughs> so stupid that being a villain with that power you'd forget. Actually it's worse, it's like, uh, I've run you a nice bath. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I love the way I do <laughs> I do need a bar. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> you've tricked me! It's exactly like that. I hate it. I think it's the stupidest ending. But not as stupid as the actual ending for the episode, which is yet to come. And see, the skipper laughs maniacally like he's won. I think that was, that was nice. Something in the air in that room. Full of helium. Ah. Oh, 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 oh. Helium? Laughing gas. <laughs> so he's home and he's looking kind of despondent in his bowl of soup now after his... <laughs> Yeah, after his time, he's just kind of staring at it. He's playing. It's very hard to play with your your soup in the same way you play with other foods. No, soup is the easiest to play with because it's money. Oh yeah, because he's just picking up the same spoonful of soup and dropping it back into. It's not the same spoonful though, is it? Because it's a different liquid every time. (laughs) Sorry, pedantic. Irrelevant. He's playing with his soup, and Mum's like, "Here's some more mail." (laughs) It's the eleven o'clock mail delivery. Yeah, no, wait, even before that, something worse happens. So he sits down next to mum and, like, and she's like, what happened last night? And he, in saying something to a mother that you could never ever say, I don't know if you'd have got away with this, I could not have got away with this. But like, it's too much to talk about right now, mum. Maybe one day I'll tell you this awful thing that happened to me. Do you know how how quickly I think any, to tell my mum? Any parent would be very afraid yeah. to to hear that from a child. But Skipper's mum doesn't care. Like, yeah, goes to get the mail in your own time, kid. Whatever. <laughs> We're on the clock here. I've got to go to the post office. 
the second she gets back, he says another desperately sad thing. Because without even looking at her, he's like, oh, if that's another comic book, you can just throw it away. He's lost all passion. Well, he's, maybe he's just grown up. He hasn't. He looks miserable. It's been one day. He's depressed. He's grown up. That's not how young adult works. Yeah. No, you don't just get depressed. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's melancholic. You know? Yeah. And he hates, importantly, he hates comic books now. I think I probably would too after this whole thing. Yes. Never meet the heroes. No. And then mum's like, oh, you got some garbage on your hand, boy. Come to the sink with me so I can scrub it off you. Yeah. It's yeah. ink. You're covered in ink, kid. At least she didn't just, like, lick it. You know, do you know when mum used to, like, lick, lick her thumb, wipe it on your face? Yeah. Hated that. Be it. So many diseases. So much I mean, flow. we're mostly made of them anyway. Yeah, that doesn't mean we're not separate disease vectors. Like, oh, my, I didn't get it on the furniture. I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to go watch TV. There's like rubber band noises as he walks away. Yeah, then, but hand. then she, uh, before she even looks, she picks up the, the comic book that she that she just got in the mail. And it's Elastic Boy or something. Elasto Boy. Picture of my son on the front cover. And then she looks down at his stretchy, stretchy arm. And the fact that she's still holding his hand and he's miles away and never him. Yeah, his arm is stretched. Horrible. Also, and like, actually, this was the only good effect in, in the whole thing. When the arm snaps back. The stretch thing, yeah. It snaps back and he's some reason dressed as Prince now. He's, <laughs> he's got the sort of Robin from Batman and Robins thing on, but it's got an E instead of an R. And he's elastic boy. And they, he cackles like a villain. Is he meant to be a villain or, or just a magic boy? He's neither a hero nor a villain. He's just a kid with, with like superpowers. And he, he stands up and he gives a thumbs up to the camera and shouts, STRETCHING! He has a, like a catchphrase and it is STRETCHING! I hate that. I'm so sorry that someone wrote that so that our poor actor had to do it. I liked it. Stretching. Of she did. As, as an ending. Because it was gleeful. I was happy for him. He yeah. hates comic books now and he's stuck as a comic book character. Well, yeah, he hates the the medium, but like... He is the medium. He's still made of ink. Don't forget. Yeah, but if he exists in a, in the human world, he, he doesn't have to read a comic book perhaps to know he's in comic books. It's like um, it's like all those architects who hated the Eiffel Tower would meet in the Eiffel Tower, but if you saw the place in Paris, you can't see the Eiffel Tower. From. I don't think it's like that enough. I think if you suddenly became a detective book character, you'd be constantly caught up in detective drama nonsense, and you'd hate well, it. It depends why I hate detectives. Maybe I, maybe I think they're contrived, but I actually really like the job of detecting. <laughs> maybe... I just want to clarify for you, this hasn't actually happened. We're rambling. Have, have we finished the episode? Can we move on from this? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Skipper, for your acting. Everything else was garbage. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, thanks for listening and so on. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, Goosestump at gmail. Dot com. Send your erotica reports. Look it up. Find Saddam Hussein's romance novel. Write 500 words about it. And send it to us. Thanks, everyone. Stretching! Stretching!